Hello and welcome to the third episode of Absurdcast. Normally I have a guest on, but today I'm going to do it Bill Burr style. All alone, solo, just kind of riffing and ranting about my own thing. I'm going to be offering some interesting advice about fine art. I'm going to be offering some advice about discipline, how you can make yourself into a better artist, how you can do, you know, a whole lot of other stuff, how to better yourself and, and what that means for me and how important that is and why I think it's important for others to know and understand that. So, if you don't know who I am, my name is Absurd Ty Higgins. I am a tattoo artist here in Nashville, Tennessee. I graduated cum laude from Belmont with um, my bachelor's in fine art. I have been tattooing. I got licensed in 2018. I graduated from college December 2017. Um, and my apprenticeship was the, the year of, of 2017 during my senior year of college. So, I tattoo full-time. That's my main gig. You can follow me online on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, pretty much everything at Absurd Ty Higgins. That's A-B-S-U-R-D-T-Y-H-I-G-G-I-N-S, Absurd Ty Higgins. Now... I can sit here and talk about the kind of silly things that happen with tattoo artists and the sort of, how do I phrase this, the silly things that I have to deal with and I can complain about having dumb clients and I can complain about people going, oh, hey bro, how much is a sleeve? Because that's kind of the hacky thing that a lot of tattoo artists do. I'm not going to do that. It's been played out a thousand times. If you want to see dumb jokes like that, you can check out my Instagram story. Today, I'm going to talk about something that is a big deal for me, and that is self-development. And I'm really, really fiercely into my self-development and always trying to be better tomorrow than I am today and trying to be better today than I was yesterday and trying to be better this week than I was last week, etc., 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 and it compounds. So, how do I do that? Well, the best way, I think, to... Um, develop yourself is to realize what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Write those down. I think that having a journal and journaling regularly is a huge, very, very important tool that everybody needs to be doing. <laughs> Mostly because journals are cheap. You can go down to the dollar store and get one of those composition notebooks, just like the one that you had in middle school with the kind of black and white squiggly design on the front. You can get if you want to be fancy, like me, you can get a moleskin, moleskine, however you say this. You can get one of those uh, and a regular ballpoint pen or a number two pencil. It costs practically nothing to journal, and it is a hugely beneficial thing for you. So, the kind of journaling technique that I do, and I tell all my clients about this while I'm tattooing them, some of them have actually gone through and done it and messaged me about it and said that, wow, you know, this thing is, really is beneficial. Thank you so much for telling me about this. It's no secret, and it's nothing special. It, and by nothing special, I mean it doesn't take, you don't have to be a genius to do this technique. It simply is effective. So, the technique is called the Epictetus Technique, and it's a two-part journaling technique that you do every day. First, the first thing that you do is you make a schedule for the next day. So you usually do this late at night or once you've gotten home from work. 
It's usually the last thing you do before you like brush your teeth and go to bed. So what you do is you make a set of timestamps down the left side of the page. So you open up your journal. You have your left page and your right page. On the left side of the left page, you write the date, and then you write you know 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., whenever you wake up all the way until you go to bed. So for me, that's from 6 a.m. to 12 midnight because I sleep from midnight to 6 a.m., and then I wake up at 6. At 6 a.m., you write down everything that you're going to do. You know, get up in the morning, maybe do, uh, you know, if you're religious, you do like a morning devotional or your morning prayer or whatever. You put that on there. And then what are you doing at 7 a.m.? Well, 7 a.m., I have my coffee, and I start doing my drawings for the day, and I be sure to respond to emails. And then at 8 a.m., I record the podcast. That's what I'm doing right now. I put it in my Epictetus. 9 a.m., take a shower, get ready for work. And then I'm actually going in like two hours early today because I have a whole bunch of stuff i got to do at work that I can't do at home. So I put that on my Epictetus. And you do this every day, and you make a timestamp, you know, and, and do a couple things every hour. And then off to the side, make a to-do list. So let's say that something happens and I can't record the podcast. Like my phone, for whatever reason, won't record. The audio thing doesn't work. Well, that's fine. I have a to-do list over on the side, and on my to-do list, I can I can just plug in one of the things from my to-do list into that 8 o'clock hour because I can't do my 8 o'clock hour thing. This technique, I know it sounds so simple, and it sounds rigid, and it sounds weird, and it sounds awkward. It's really not. I've mentioned this to some of my clients, and they say, oh, that sounds like it's it's so structured. It sounds like you're putting yourself in prison. You're really not. You're you're what you're really doing is liberating yourself from staring into your phone from eight to ten a.m. instead of doing one of those chores on your list of chores that you know you need to take care of. Like you know you really need to clean your bathroom and you haven't done it, and just put it on your to-do list at nine a.m. Clean the bathroom. It takes twenty minutes. Go scrub your toilet. And then you've completed that task for the day. And then with the energy that you've basically created for yourself by completing that task and how proud of yourself you are, yeah, man, I really cleaned that bathroom. I feel great about it. Now when I take a shower, the bathroom's sparkly clean and beautiful and so nice. You take that energy and you put that towards the next task and you put that towards the next task. And it compounds and compounds. At the end of the day, you've done more than all the other people that you've worked with have all day. You know, before I go to work, I do more than most people do in a whole day. So, that's the first part of the Epictetus. That's your left side of your journal page, is you make your schedule for the next day. At the end of the day, on the right side of the journal page, you review that day. So you say, and you got to be honest with yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Be honest with yourself. So you sit down and you say... Like, oh, I, like, here's my yesterday. Slept through my alarm again, woke up late, and that really messed up my morning. And then I went on about, you know, some of the tattoos I did and how, despite that I woke up late, I still, you know, still managed to run a mile. I still managed to do this and that and whatever. Um, and you got to be honest with yourself. Don't be hard. Don't be unnecessarily hard on yourself during your review of your Epictetus. But... You do this every day, and this is just only, you know, one of the journaling techniques. A lot of the other journaling techniques that I do are about 
um, developing your ideal self. So that's making a list. Like imagine yourself in your mind as your perfect self. And you write down everything that your perfect self does, everything that your perfect self has. You know, my perfect self, let's say, has $5 million in the bank and drives a, a red Ferrari. And I have a supermodel girlfriend and I have a perfect beach body and my, I sleep eight hours a night and I do, you know, I can run a six minute mile and I do all this other crazy stuff. If that's what you really want for yourself, if that's what you think is really going to make you happy, write all that stuff down. <clears throat> Excuse me. Write all that stuff down. Do that exercise every morning or look at that list every morning. I would recommend making your list of your ideal self every six months, and that way you can check in on it frequently, and the list will change. That's okay. You develop as a person. Your list is going to develop. It changes. So I've got my ideal self list in here somewhere in my journal. I can flip through it. You can hear all of the pages. Um, I make lists about everything in my journal, stuff that I think is important, things that... I want to achieve things that happen to me that I'm upset about. I've got drawings in here. I've got notes that I've taken on art lectures and whatever. It's it's important that you do this. It's important that you keep tabs on yourself because if you leave yourself unchecked, you kind of and not just you, me and everybody else kind of revert to a kind of lazy <clears throat> Excuse me, these allergies are killing me. You kind of revert to a lazy, self-pleasuring, self-absorbed, you know, sleeping in every day, drinking alcohol, smoking weed every day, not really achieving much, just getting by. You know that guy that you used to work with that never really did anything at work, just kind of collected a paycheck and went home. He was never satisfied with his life, didn't really like his girlfriend, didn't really like his kids, didn't really like his job, didn't like his car, but didn't do anything about it. You can't be that guy. And if you are that guy, you need to get yourself out of that thing. And the Epictetus technique is a great way to do that because it allows you to look at your day and make the most of your day. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about this in one of his videos online, and I can, I can try to find it, and I can link it, and if you... If you want, just, I mean, just get on, get on YouTube and look up Arnold Schwarzenegger motivation or Arnold Schwarzenegger routine. It's one of those hundreds and hundreds of videos where he talks about if you sleep six hours, that gives you a clean 18 hours throughout the day to do whatever you want. And when you do the math on it, one hour is roughly about 15% of your day, if you really think about it. And you can do a whole lot in that 15%. And that means that, well, maybe it's not 15%. Maybe I had quoted that wrong. But, um, no, it's, um, it's 1%. It's that 30 minutes is 1% of your day. That's the way he thinks about it. So anyway, what I'm saying is you can look at your day and try to find a way to break it up into manageable bite-sized pieces. 
where you can achieve all the things that you want to achieve and you can break down these big goals that you have like, oh, I want to have a sports car. Okay, yeah, you want to have a sports car. Figure out how much a sports car costs. Figure out how much a sports car costs. Figure out how much money you make. Do some math. Figure out how much money you need to save or try to get a loan or try to do, you know, try to do whatever. Or, or if having a sports car is your dream and you work at a fast food restaurant and you hate your job, guess what? It's time to quit that job because you've got bigger and better things to do. And you deserve it. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to have a sports car. So, Epictetus' technique and then your idealized self. So I'm going to read you a list of all of the things that are on my idealized self the last time I did this, which was, I believe, February. I didn't put a date on it, but I'm going to guess... No, this would be early May, because the journal entries for the next day is May 16th. So... What does my idealized self look like? Careful with money, big savings account, big investments account. Nice car, nicer van. If you know me, you know I'm a vanner and I love my van. Uh, I have a beautiful and small home. I'm self-confident. I'm disciplined. I am well-read and I'm reading often. I am polyglottal. I have a healthy physique. I have excellent nutrition and I always eat my vegetables. I create excellent art. I have a deep study and understanding of art and art history. I have a large client base. I have a healthy work-life balance because I'm bad. The reason that that's on there is because I'm bad about working too much and not really enjoying the fun stuff of life because I'm too busy and stressed out about work. Um, I'm aware of current events and politics. I meditate often. I have healthy relationships. I am mentally and emotionally healthy. I have great time management skills. And I do not fall for escapism. I have a healthy business, and I am always learning new things. So that's my idealized self. I think that uh, that healthy physique is me talking about how I want to have a beach body, and I want to be able to you know, take off my shirt when I go to the beach and not be uncomfortable, because that, that's something I'm sensitive about. You know, I think everybody's a little bit sensitive about that, and if you claim, I'm not sensitive about that, eh, you're, you're lying. You're lying, or you have a level of confidence that I'm jealous of, and I'm proud of you for having it. So... Write down your idealized self. If you're not happy with the job you have, put that down. Put that down in your idealized self. Put that down saying, you know, I don't want to work a boring 9 to 5 office job where all I do is answer the phone and reply to emails. Or if you want, keep that 9 to 5 job, save money, and then have a side hustle. And that side hustle is your real thing. You know, let's say that you're really entrepreneurial. And you you want to have your own business. You want to start your own business. You want to do your own thing. You're tired of working for somebody else. You want to set your own hours. You want to do all this other stuff. Well, that's great. Work your BS 9 to 5 job from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. or whatever hours it is. And then in the afternoons, go pressure wash driveways and make money that way. And then buy a pressure washer for a couple hundred bucks. Pressure wash some driveways. Once you make enough money buy a second pressure washer and pay one of your friends to pressure wash some other driveways. Apply for your LLC and start, you know, a friendly neighborhood pressure washing company or whatever you want to call it. Next thing you know, man, you'll need to buy a van to haul your equipment around in. 
You'll have a list of clients that regularly want their stuff pressure washed every three or four months. Big corporate businesses want their stuff pressure washed. And just rinse and repeat. And the next thing you know, you'll be making more money pressure washing driveways and doing people's roofs and the vinyl sidings of their houses and cars and whatever else. You'll be making more money that doing that than you ever did at your BS 9-to-5 office job that you're not happy with. And you can quit that job and pursue your career as an entrepreneur. And the pressure washing thing is just an example. And you don't have to be a pressure washer. You can do roofing. You can do construction. You can do whatever thing you want to do. Detailing cars. Designing, I don't know, custom painting sneakers. That type of stuff. You know, whatever, whatever thing that you're good at. You know, if you're good, if, take my brother, uh, Dylan Thomas. Follow him at the 8-Bit Dylan online. He's really good at building computers. That's his jam. That's what he, he lives for that. He loves that. And if that's the case for you, then you need to do that. If you're really good at painting, well, then you need to be making some paintings and selling them. And don't sell yourself short. If you are, If you have a beautiful voice, do some voice work. Do some voice acting work. I'm sure there are people online that have, you know, that are animators that want people to voice their characters. And because you have the internet and because this is the best time to be alive as a person right now, and especially the best time to be alive for an entrepreneur, you have all these opportunities and you're just not taking them. And how do you convince yourself you need to take these opportunities? You need to journal. Write it down. When you write stuff down, that makes it real. And, man, I'm sick of people texting me in the middle of my podcast. So, what else is there to talk about? What else is new? Um, I'm going to be on the 99% Local Pod. We're recording an episode on the 6th. It's very exciting. We've had to reschedule about 10 times, it seems like. Because I was on Maker's Cast with Matthew Pritchett, one of my old friends from college. He and I did a podcast together in January. He released the episode February because it was February's episode. He recorded four or five episodes that month, I think, and had kind of doled them out over the last couple months. And after I got on that podcast, I got onto the the Nashville Podcasting Group because I live here in Nashville, and I reached out to a bunch of people. And I had scheduled one podcast a week every week for almost two months. And then Corona time happened, and then everybody one by one started pulling out of the podcasts, and I'm just now getting around to where I can be on one again. So, I'm going to be on the 99% Local Pod. Be sure to pay attention to my Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, because I'll be talking about that, and I'll I'll maybe post a couple clips from it, and I'll let you know once that episode releases. I don't know if he runs his podcast like I do, where I just record stuff and then release it and I say, you know, nuts to it all. I don't care if it's not perfectly polished. I don't care if it's this. I don't care if it's that. Whatever. He may be the type that really wants to finally polish and finally edit his whole thing. I'm I'm really not like that. I think that... Um, if people are interested, they'll listen, even if the audio quality is not absolutely perfect. If people are interested and want to learn and want to care, they'll listen despite the fact that the audio is not perfect, despite the fact that the photo is a little bit grainy, despite the fact that I post it at a weird time of the day. 
they listen if they're interested. So, I'm going to be on 99% Local Pod. I'm going to be on vacation. So, if you're one of my tattoo clients and you're wanting to schedule right now, as of right now, I'm booking the third and fourth week of July. I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to Washington State with my girlfriend from the 11th through the 18th. I'm very excited to go visit with her family again in beautiful, rainy Washington. I am not excited about getting on the airplane or being in the airport or anything else because that's going to be a nightmare. And I can already tell that's going to be a nightmare. And I don't want to do that, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to be out of town. And again, I'm going to post about that on social media, on Facebook and everything. And then this weekend, I'm going down to Alabama to be with my family for the 4th of July. So there's that. That's what's going on in my life. So uh, I posted on TikTok the other day, and I'm still trying to learn how to use TikTok. I feel like I'm I'm 25 years old, so I'm just out of the kind of what's the appropriate age range for TikTok right now. And I'm posting on there. I've had several posts that did really, really well. I had a while when I was making like four posts a day, and I was having a lot of success with it and a couple thousand views per post, and that was fabulous. And then I started posting the same sort of content that I was posting to Instagram, which is like some memes and mostly just pictures of tattoos and videos of tattoos and that type of thing. For TikTok, I was posting clips of tattoos. So stuff about me pulling the stencil off with some nice music in the background or a kind of roll around video of the finished piece. And that type of content doesn't get any views. Me making a joke about how messy my desk is gets 100,000 plus views, which I have a video online that has 100,000 plus views, but the stuff that I actually do that I'm really proud of that I post doesn't get the views, so I guess I have to, um, I guess I have to recalibrate what's going on there. Um... Think about what else. So I posted on TikTok last night. That's where I was going with this. Jesus Christ, I'm so distracted. Um, posted on TikTok about people commenting and sending me messages about how do you become a better artist. This is a big topic that I talk about on TikTok a lot because most of my following on TikTok is teenagers and young adults. Not to say that I'm not a young adult, but teenagers and young adults. And... One of the main questions that I get is, how do I become a better artist? And can you guess where this is going? Back to the journal! You, uh, you need to have discipline. A lot of people think that being an artist is the kind of Van Gogh style artist, where you maybe aren't so mentally stable, and maybe you drink a lot, smoke a lot, and you stay out late, and you have weird and eccentric friends, and you're chaotic. Most artists aren't like that. Almost all of the most successful artists that I've ever met have been rigorously disciplined, 
with a lot of structure and a lot of self-control and they don't smoke and they don't drink and they don't party and they don't stay out late and they are just absolutely dedicated to their craft. If it's music, if it's songwriting, if it's painting, if it's engraving, whatever their thing is, acting, they are fiercely dedicated to that one thing and that is the one thing that kind of permeates their entire life. And that's the way that you have to be successful. Even John Baldessari, and if you don't know who John Baldessari is, look him up. There's a little mini documentary on YouTube about him. I think it's like 10 minutes long. It's voiced by Tom Waits. It's great. John Baldessari said some of the things that the most uh, useful advice for young artists that he ever had was, one, you have to be possessed, which you can't will. So that means that you have to be absolutely full of the spirit of whatever thing that you want to do. So if you want to be an actor, you have to be full of this this acting spirit, the spirit that wants you to act, that's full of energy and that loves to act and only wants to act and only wants to do that type of thing. And the other thing is that you need to be at the right place at the right time, which again is something that you cannot control. Now, you can influence that by allowing yourself to be full of the spirit of the thing that you love doing. So if you love drawing, you need to remove things from your life that aren't pertaining to drawing. If you have dumb, dumb friends and guys that you hang out with that complain all the time and that are always negative and that are always unhappy with their jobs, maybe you don't need to spend so much time around those people. Maybe you need to spend more time working on yourself. Maybe you need to spend more time in your studio. I think that if you're going to be a draftsman, like a drawing artist, a paper artist, you need to spend minimum one hour every day focusing on drawing. You need to do a drawing study every day. And this is something that my my drawing professor, Dr. Rebar, kind of put on me when I was in his class and drawing one and drawing two. And then once I was out of his class in figure drawing and then back into his class in advanced drawing, you really need to spend time every day studying drawing. And that could be working on your own drawings, that could be doing figure drawing study, that could be studying perspective, which is something that a lot of artists don't do, and I can raise my hand and say, I'm not very good at perspective either. And you need to, uh, you can study the old masters, that's something that I harp on all the time, because the old masters, Michelangelo and Da Vinci and all those old dead Italian guys figured out all of the hardest stuff about drawing and fine art and painting in the Renaissance forever ago. They've already done all of the heavy lifting. All you have to do is study them and learn. So that's one, one thing. You need to spend time every day doing the thing that you love. And if you can't convince yourself that you want to do it, if you struggle and second-guess yourself and you're unhappy, then maybe you don't need to be a draftsman. Maybe you don't need to be a painter. Doesn't mean you can't be... Doesn't mean you can't draw. Doesn't mean you can't paint. But maybe you need to look at something else for your career choice. And that's, that's another thing that is very, very important is that you need to be completely honest with yourself and be absolutely honest with yourself. 
I was like, me, I have to struggle with BSing myself all the time because I'll get into some weird eccentric thing and I'll be really, really into it for about two weeks. And Dylan and I actually called this with Nathaniel, uh, my old roommate who just moved out recently. We used to joke about it. We called it the 14-day problem. And it's that I can be fiercely dedicated to something for about 14 days. And then when the 15th day rolls around, I am no longer interested in it, and I go back to my old habits, which are typically drawing tattoo designs and doing whatever else that is not the new thing. So if my most recent thing that I'm excited about is shortwave radio, I don't know why I picked that. If I'm super interested in shortwave radio, I'll be really interested in it for about 14 days, and I'll, I'll put in actual time and actual effort and actual money studying and being excited about this new thing. And then day 15 rolls around, and I'm no longer interested in it, and I want to go back to doing whatever I was doing before I got interested in shortwave radio. It's the same thing that I do every time with every other hobby, and I've learned now I'm a little bit mature at 25, I'm a little bit more mature, and I know that I need to be careful about what else I'm doing so that I don't do anything stupid. And, sorry, I've got clients texting me right now, and that's probably one of the, you're hearing the phone buzz. Um, yeah, so, so I, I have to stop myself from being overly excited about whatever new dumb thing that I'm interested in so that I can stick to the stuff that I know that I enjoy doing and that I know that really matters. So, to review for today, what all did we talk about? Because this is going on 30 minutes and it's getting a little bit too long. Epictetus technique, be sure to journal. If you have questions about this, send me an email. Uh, absurdtyhiggins at gmail.com or find my Instagram or find my Facebook page and send me a DM and be like, hey man, I listened to the podcast, I'm curious about the Epictetus technique or I'm curious about your journaling technique. I'm curious, I'll send you photographs of my journal and I'll let you read the stuff I wrote if you really want to. You have to excuse the bad language, but whatever, it's my journal. I can I can write bad words in my journal if I want to. Um, Epictetus technique making a daily journal, reviewing your daily journal, but not being too hard on yourself, being honest with yourself, writing down stuff about your ideal self, being sure to give an hour a day towards the things that are very, very important to you. So if you're an artist, you need to spend an hour a day studying art or making art at least. You need to, if, if business is your thing, you need to spend an hour a day studying business. If Whatever your thing is, you need to set aside time every day at the same time every day so that you can become better at it. And if you don't enjoy it completely, and if putting that hour a day in is difficult and it's stressful and it makes you unhappy and it makes you miserable and you feel drained and you feel tired after that hour, maybe that thing that you're interested in really isn't the thing for you. Of course, you're going to have days that are hard. You're going to have days that you're tired. You're going to have days that you're stressed out because of work, that you don't want to do that thing. But you need to put in that hour a day, every day. So for me, that hour is 7 a.m. I get up at 6, have my coffee, do my breathing exercises. 7 a.m., I do my drawings. 
And that 7 a.m. is very, very important for me. And then after it, you know, at 9, 10, 11 o'clock, I'm doing whatever other thing, and that's always rotating. So he picked this technique, being honest in your review of your day, every six months or every four months or however often it is, once a year. You know, I think doing six months is better because you make those New Year's revolutions and you kind of, revolutions, New Year's resolutions, and then you give up on them about, what, three months in? So yeah, maybe every three months, every six months, you write down your idealized self. All the stuff that you want to have, all the stuff that you want to achieve. Uh, maybe just you want to do all the stuff you want to achieve by the end of that six months. Whatever works for you. Tailor the thing to you, but write it down and stick to it and be accountable to it. And you will be amazed at the changes that you can make in your life. Because almost all of us know exactly what here. I'm about to go off on a tangent again. Almost all of us need that we know what we need to do to be happy. You know the steps you need to take. And for whatever reason, either because you're scared of being successful or because you're scared of making changes in your life or because you're scared of whatever, you don't make the changes that you know you need to make. You can ask anybody. You can say, what do you need to do to be your perfect self? And they go, man, I really need to stop smoking cigarettes. I really need to start hitting the gym three times a week like I used to when I was in college. I really need to eat more vegetables. I really need to be sure that I get eight hours of sleep a night. I really need to be sure that I do X, Y, and Z. I need to do this. I need to quit this job I hate. I need to start pursuing this other thing that I'm actually interested in. Or I need to break up with my boyfriend because he's such a pain and he doesn't really support me. But, you know, he and I have been together for so long, it's going to be hard. You know, if that person doesn't support you, get him out of your life. If you have friends that lay around and smoke weed all the time and are losers and don't work a full-time job and don't have any aspirations in life, it's just like Denzel Washington said in that Academy speech he gave. If you hang around five smart people, you'll be the sixth. If you hang around five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. If you hang around five successful people, you'll be the sixth. If you hang around five idiots, you'll be the sixth. That's just how it works. You become what you allow yourself to become. And if you're unhappy, if you hang around unhappy people, and you hang around miserable people that hate their jobs, guess what? You're going to be a miserable guy that hates his job. And that's no way to live, like I said earlier. And it's like the same thing that I tell Celeste, one of my very close friends. I told her, I said, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be whatever you want to be. You know, if you want to be, um, I don't know, you want to be a millionaire business owner that owns a franchise business of, of whatever, whatever thing you're passionate about, or you want to be a personal trainer and you want to help people who just came out of, you know, therapy, or you want to uh, be an extreme weight loss person. So you're dealing with people that have, uh, I don't know, morbid obesity and they're trying to turn their life around because they had a, a, a miniature heart attack or a mini stroke or whatever and they're scared they're going to die. You deserve to pursue that career path. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to achieve all the things that you want to achieve in life. You deserve it. You deserve it. You do not deserve to be miserable. You do not deserve to keep miserable people in your life that make you unhappy. You do not deserve all the bad stuff in life. Right now is the best time in human history to be alive. Does the world have glaring flaws? Yes, of course it does. However, 
you've never had access to information like right now. We've never had access to education like we have right now. You think about how long human beings have been alive on this planet. I'm going off on a real tangent here. Wow. You think about how long human beings have been on this planet. You could have been born a peasant in the 1300s in Europe. Miserable, starving, a serf to a king, basically a slave. But no. You were born in the United States in the year 2001, or whatever year you were born. I was born in 1995. But you're born in 2001 to reasonably decent and happy parents. Maybe you had a troubled childhood. That's, that's fine. A lot of people did. A lot of successful people did. Look them up. Right now, the only thing that's stopping you from becoming your best self is you. And maybe there are other people in the way. Like I said, if you hang around miserable people all the time, you hang around people that don't really respect you and don't really care about you and don't want the best for you, well, guess what? You need to get those people out of your life because you deserve to be happy. What a tangent that was. That was fun. I feel like I feel like that's been bothering me for a long time, but I've been thinking about it, and I just really, wow. Yeah, I just really needed to get that off my chest. I know a lot of people like this, man. I had to abandon a lot of people like this when I was in college and when I was in high school. People I used to hang out with that, I mean, just feel like I threw their lives away. You had so much potential. You were such a smart guy, and you just fell into the trap of the 9-to-5 job, and you, you work this 9-to-5 job that you hate, and you come home, and you drink a six-pack of Bud Light, every night and you wake up and you feel like death so you drink an extra super big turbo grande coffee from Starbucks or from the Thornton's gas station on the way into work you you pug in another eight hours at your nine to five job that you hate you come home you watch your BS reality TV shows or your YouTube show or whatever thing it is that you want to watch you drink another six pack of Bud Light and you do it again, and you do it again, and you do it again. And the next thing you know, you're 50 years old, you have no money, you hate your job, you hate your life, you hate your spouse, you hate your kids, you hate everything, and you're miserable. And they wonder why so many Americans, I think it's like 80% of Americans say they hate their jobs. It's because you allow yourself to work that job. You don't have to. You don't have to work in a warehouse stacking boxes if you don't want to. You don't have to work in insurance, being an insurance salesman wearing slacks even though your clients never see you and you sit in the office all day with the headset on. You don't have to do that. It's not necessary. If you want to take a risk, if you want to do something else, do something else. Especially if you're a young adult, if you're an 18, 19, you know, 20, 20 years old, all the way up to 30. And man, if you're not married and don't have kids and you know you have a healthy relationship with, with other people in your life, work, in, work that BS 9 to 5 job and save up some money so you can move on to the thing that you really care about. Like I said earlier, you can work that 9 to 5 and you can have your side hustle. And eventually the side hustle becomes the full-time gig and you love it and you enjoy it and you look forward to doing it. That, that's how tattooing was for me. I was in college. I worked at a warehouse stacking boxes. I hated it. I was good at it, and it paid good money. 
And they offered me a full-time job. They offered me a full-time job going into sales, and they told me that within a few years I'd be able to make $100,000 a year. I didn't want to do it because I knew I was going to be miserable. I knew that I would be happy tattooing. I knew that I would be much happier tattooing, in fact. So I just stuck it out. It was miserable. My senior year of college was awful. It was awful. Working all the time, hungry all the time, didn't spend money on anything, didn't have money for anything, was sick and tired all the time. Slept four, five, six hours a night at the most. Worked 24-7, stressed out 24-7. I mean, I honestly think that's why I started to go bald and have gray hair at, you know, 21 years old, 22 years old. Probably why is I worked myself to death, but look how I, look where I am now. I've never been more happy. I've never been more satisfied in my life. Never. And I can't imagine myself being more happy and more satisfied. Unless I zoom in 20 years into the future, and I own my own house, and I have all that other stuff that I have on my idealized self list. But other than that, man, I'm satisfied. And I'm so thrilled with the, the distinct privilege that I have to live my life the way I live my life. And I understand that you can't take anything for granted. And you have to be thankful for everything that you have. And I'm so happy with the way I live that I think that other people need to know about this. And that's why I'm making this podcast. Is because other people need to know. Other people need to know that it's no secret. There's no magic touch. There's no magic anything. It's like the people that want to lose weight and they're like, man, I just don't understand why I can't lose weight. Unless you have a certain medical condition like a glandular problem or whatever, the secret to losing weight is to stop drinking Coke, stop eating McDonald's, stop eating pasta and bread all the time, eat an apple, and go for a run. Lift some weights. You don't need to buy a personal trainer. You don't need to buy a personal trainer. You don't need to buy a gym membership and pay for a personal trainer. Man, you can go to Anytime Fitness. I think it's like 15 bucks a month. You can scrape together $15, especially once you stop eating McDonald's every day, man. You eat a number one combo, it's 6 bucks, $5. Let's just round it down to $5 for a number one combo at McDonald's. For three days of McDonald's, having lunch three days in a row, that's $15. There's your gym membership. Boom. Now get on that incline bench press and lift some weights. And stop complaining about being overweight when you know exactly what you need to do to fix yourself. And make yourself happy. If you're comfortable with your weight, then, you know, be happy with who you are. You deserve to be happy. But if you're unhappy with your weight, if you're unhappy with your body, if you're unhappy with your job, you need to make these changes. No one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to be successful for you. You have to do that on your own. Man, three rants? I went on three rants this podcast. This is awesome. I'm really, I'm really just living this. I'm just happy that, I'm happy that I have an audience. I'm happy that you guys want to hear me. Um, I guess that concludes today's podcast. It's almost 9.30 now, so it's almost time for me to get a shower, eat some breakfast, go to work, finish my cup of coffee, all that good stuff. Um, like I said, right now I'm booking late July. I'm going to be out of town this weekend because I'm going to go see my family in Alabama. going to go on some kayaking trips. Stay tuned on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'll be posting pictures from my little mini vacation. 
And then the 11th to the 18th, I'm going to be out of work. I'm going to be across the country in Washington. If you have questions, if you have thoughts, if you have ideas, if you have something that you want me to address, send me an email at absurdtyhiggins at gmail.com. That's my email. Or send me a message on Instagram, send me a message on Facebook, send me uh, something on Twitter, post a, post a, a tweet at me, tweet at me, at Absurd Ty Higgins, they're all the same, send me a message on TikTok, comment on my videos, comment on whatever, I'm going to post this video to YouTube, I'm, gonna do, I'm just doing it Bill Burr style, if you have something you want me to address, send it to me, I'll read every single one of your emails, and I'll be thankful and I'll be happy to. All right, friends and family, that concludes this episode of Absurd Cast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I wish, uh, I wish health and happiness and prosperity and success for all of you. Remember, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be successful. You deserve to do that job you want to do. You deserve everything good in life. You deserve it 100%. It is your right. You deserve it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Blessings to each and every one of you. This has been Absurd Ty Higgins, signing off.